What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Seize Life's Moments podcast. I'll give you a quick refresher on what we talked about from the previous episode. We went over the history of epilepsy, what a seizure is, and what happens to your brain during a seizure. In today's episode, I will discuss the different types of seizures people with epilepsy can experience, what they are called, what they look like, and their specific seizure symptoms. And there are lots of different types of seizures and symptoms. Feel free to take notes. You might want to grab a pen and some paper. Now, this may seem like an information overload, but no worries. I got you and I'm ready to get into it. So let's do it. Different types of seizures are categorized in two groups. They are called generalized and focal seizures. First, let's go through the generalized seizures group. 30% of people living with epilepsy have generalized seizures. Generalized seizures begin with a widespread abnormal electrical activity that involves both the left and the right halves of the brain at the same time. All these seizures can involve both motor or non-motor movements. There are a couple different types of generalized seizures. There are absence seizures, the old term was once known as petite mal, atonic seizures, myoclonic seizures, and the most common tonic-clonic seizures. This term was also once known as grand mal. I'll go further into each of these four generalized seizure types, but here is how I'm going to break it down. I will start off with the more uncommon seizure types that people with epilepsy experience. Then I'll get into the most common ones. I'll explain what the seizure looks like, how long it might last, who it can affect, like adults, teens, or children, if there are any symptoms before, during, or after the seizure, and how generalized seizures can be mistaken for something else. The first generalized seizure type and the most uncommon are atonic seizures. Less than 1% of people with epilepsy have atonic seizures. This is by far the most uncommon, but it is important to know what they are and what they look like. Atonic means without tone. These seizures involve a loss of muscle tone, causing their head or body to go limp or even collapse. Atonic seizures start on both parts of the brain, and that's usually the case because generalized seizures mostly start on both sides, but some atonic seizures can start in one part of the brain. Atonic seizures are known as drop attacks, and they begin with a sudden drop of the whole body. The person is more prone to injury if they fall without any warning. Atonic seizures typically last less than 15 seconds. They happen very quickly. Also, the person who is having the atonic seizure is not fully aware during the seizure. When the seizure is over, there are some people who may be able to recover quickly, but there are others who may need to take some time to rest. 
Atonic seizures usually begin in childhood, and some may grow out of it, though in some cases it could last in adult years. The second generalized seizure type is the absence seizure. Only 5% or less people with epilepsy experience absence seizures. The first thing to know about absence seizures is that they are more common in children. 70% of children with absence seizures could grow out of it. The other 30% may continue to have absence seizures throughout teen and adult years. Absence seizures are known for blank staring. Oftentimes, an absence seizure can be mistaken for daydreaming because they tend to be very brief. They can last from 3 to 15 seconds. Anyone who experiences an absence seizure may not remember what happened during the seizure. After the seizure, the person will be confused and may be unaware of their surroundings. While there are times when some people can return their alertness immediately after, it really depends on the intensity of the absence seizure. Now, because absence seizures are more common in children and they don't last long, well, this type of seizure is harder to detect. It makes it more challenging to tell if a child is experiencing an absence seizure. As a younger child who might still be developing their vocabulary, they might have a difficult time describing these feelings or symptoms to their parents. Maybe it's from the teacher who is telling the parents that their child is daydreaming or is confused more often. Maybe they are noticing that these symptoms are interfering with their daily activities. These are just some examples where keeping track of these signs and symptoms of absence seizures are important for a proper diagnosis. Now we are moving on to the third uncommon generalized seizure type, a myoclonic seizure. Myoclonic seizures affect less than 5% of people with epilepsy. There is a Greek meaning for myoclonic seizures, and it means muscle twitching. Myoclonic seizures involve these sudden, abrupt jerking movements and unintended muscle contractions. A hand may fling up quickly, a foot can kick, a shoulder may shrug back or front, or the entire body may jerk. Myoclonic seizures can be mistaken for tics, tremors, or even clumsiness. These seizures are very brief, and usually they don't last more than two seconds. During the myoclonic seizure, the person is awake and is able to think clearly. After the seizure, the person continues to do whatever they were doing before the seizure even happened. People who have myoclonic seizures, they're not as confused as the other types of seizures. Myoclonic seizures will begin in childhood. However, these seizures could also occur at any age. Now we get to the well-known and most common type of a generalized seizure, which is the tonic-clonic seizure. When people think of epilepsy, the tonic-clonic seizure is what they picture in their heads. Tonic-clonic seizures are in movie scenes because they are so violent and intense. Have you seen a movie that has an absence seizure which involves the blank staring? Definitely not. Movies need drama and tonic-clonic seizures give them that. Tonic-clonic seizures are scary to see. Somehow, there are many misconceptions about tonic-clonic seizures. Maybe they were created from movies or even real-life scenarios. 
Some of these misconceptions include swallowing your tongue during a tonic-clonic seizure. Not sure how that one came up, but it is physically impossible to swallow your tongue. We will get into all the crazy myths and stigmas of epilepsy later in the season. We got a lot to uncover here about the most common seizure type in the generalized seizure group. So let's get to it. 25% of people living with epilepsy have tonic-clonic seizures or grand mal seizures. These seizures start on both sides of the brain or they can also start on one side and spread fast to all areas in the entire brain. The old seizure term, which is grand mal, is no longer used. A lot of people use both the old and the new term. If I say tonic-clonic, people would respond, you mean grand mal. Or some people would say, do you have tonic-clonic seizures or grand mal seizures? I would respond, isn't it the same? I then realized that both the terms are used interchangeably. In all my experiences with my neurologists, they never really defined what the words tonic and clonic mean. They explain what a tonic-clonic seizure does, and I actually do recall that some doctors would say grand mal instead of tonic-clonic. So I was just so confused about this whole grand mal versus tonic-clonic. What is the proper term? What is it? I didn't understand why everyone else uses both the grand mal and tonic-clonic seizure terms. I thought to myself, why did the grand mal seizure term change to tonic-clonic? I had to get to the bottom of this. During my research, this is what I found. According to the International League Against Epilepsy, they changed the term in 2017, which, if you think about it, it wasn't that long ago. Not only did they change the term from grand mal to tonic-clonic, they also changed other seizure terms. Their purpose of these changes were to help improve clarity and better understanding of properly naming these different seizure types. This includes what they mean, what they are, and what they look like. To give you an example of how they were trying to illustrate the meaning of the tonic-clonic term, what they did was to combine the words tonic and clonic according to their different characteristics. Tonic and clonic have separate meanings. Tonic means muscle stiffening and clonic means rhythmic jerking. Now we know why these seizure terms changed thanks to the International League Against Epilepsy. So what's next? Well, if anyone, including doctors, mentioned the older term grand mal seizures instead of tonic-clonic, please correct them and say, did you know the updated term is tonic-clonic and not grand mal anymore? And if they ask, well, how do you know that? You can say, I learned it on the Seize Life's Moments podcast. Boom, you're dropping knowledge on epilepsy and increasing awareness on this common brain disorder. So thank you. All right, I'll explain what tonic-clonic seizures do and what they look like. As I mentioned, there are separate meanings of the word tonic and clonic, and some people can have just tonic seizures or clonic seizures. When you combine them together, it's a tonic-clonic seizure which most people living with epilepsy have. Let me take you through the two phases that happen in a tonic-clonic seizure. 
In the first phase, the tonic phase, the seizure begins when muscles in the chest start to contract and the air rushes in the vocal cords. Then the person's muscles stiffen and they lose consciousness right away. If they are standing when this happens, it can cause the person to fall. They also may bite their tongue or inside their cheek, which may cause bleeding and it's pretty painful. It's an intense first phase that can last from 20 seconds or sometimes even longer in rare cases. Then we move into the second phase, which is the clonic phase. This causes the person's muscles, the arms, and the legs to jerk, spasm, and twitch rapidly. This can last from one to three minutes. Both of these phases are frightening to witness and also experience. The whole tonic-clonic seizure, both the first and the second phase, can last anywhere from one to five minutes. If the seizure lasts more than five minutes, or if these seizures occur one after another, the person is experiencing a life-threatening medical emergency and requires immediate medical assistance, which is referred to as status epilepticus, and that can lead to serious brain damage or even death. There are more effects that also happen in the tonic-clonic seizure, and this includes saliva frothing in the mouth or a lot of drooling, and this happens if it is not being swallowed during the seizure, which is common. Breathing is irregular because of those respiratory muscles contracting. There are some people that experience accidentally wetting or soiling because of the increased pressure on the bladder and bowel. After the tonic-clonic seizure, the person is out like a light. They are very likely to remain unconscious for a few minutes, but the time depends on the seizure's intensity. What is next after a seizure is a post-seizure recovery period. It is referred to as the postictal stage. This is when the person's brain is trying to recover immediately after the seizure. That can last seconds, minutes, hours, and sometimes even days. The person will regain consciousness slowly and resting is definitely necessary. They are likely to be confused, sore, scared, and straight up exhausted. Tonic-clonic seizures are the most dangerous type of generalized seizures. They are more prone to injuries and are at higher risk for status epilepticus and SUDEP. SUDEP stands for Sudden Unexpected Death in Epilepsy. SUDEP is when someone dies from an unknown explanation related to their epilepsy. It's not related from another illness, accident, or a seizure emergency like status epilepticus. One in 1,000 people with epilepsy die from SUDEP each year. SUDEP accounts for 8 to 17% of deaths in people with epilepsy. Most, but not all, cases of SUDEP occur during or immediately after a seizure. In most cases, it could happen during the night or during sleep. We do not know what causes SUDEP. It may be caused by the seizure's effects on heart rhythm, ability to breathe properly, or both. No one really knows, but there is continued research that is looking at all other possible causes of SUDEP. Well, that's it. We covered everything you need to know about tonic-clonic seizures, except one more thing. If you do happen to see someone having a tonic-clonic seizure, here are some tips so you can be better prepared. 
During the seizure, never put anything in their mouth. Opening up a tightly clenched jaw is a no-no. Put them on one side and stay with them. The general rule of thumb is that if the person's seizure lasts more than five minutes, call 911, you know, because we want to prevent them from status epilepticus. But it depends. If it's a stranger and you have no idea if it's their first seizure or their 100th, call 911 anyways just to be on the safe side. When the person starts to come out of the seizure, you know, the postictal stage, they have a tendency to panic. So one of the first things I recommend when a person comes out of it is to tell them, one, they are safe, two, the location they are at, three, any other reassurance. For example, it's okay, you're safe, you're at the mall and had a seizure. Take as long as you need to recover. This helps the person who had the seizure get a mental game plan laid out for their recovery. Whew, that's it for generalized seizures. We are not done yet. We have one more seizure group to chat about, and that is the focal seizures. 60% of people with epilepsy have focal seizures, which is more common than generalized seizures. There are two different types of focal seizures. The first type is focal onset aware, which used to be called simple partial seizures. The second type is focal impaired awareness, which used to be called complex partial seizures. Here we go again with the new and the old terms. The International League of Epilepsy also changed other classifications of seizure groups, including the focal seizures. To me, the term focal gives a better understanding of the seizure group because the meaning of focal is having a focus. Usually, all focal seizures start in one area of the brain, or they're focused on one part of the brain, unlike generalized seizures. If you have focal seizures that start in one place, you can also have secondary generalized seizures, which are now called focal to bilateral tonic-clonic seizures. So we'll begin with the first focal seizure type. The technical term is called focal onset aware seizures, aka simple partial seizures. It is often referred to as focal aware seizures, which is what I will be calling it from here on out. Anyone can have a focal aware seizure, but they are more likely to happen to people who have had a brain injury such as an infection or tumor, although in many cases the cause is unknown. People who experience focal aware seizures, they remain alert, awake, and may be able to interact. However, some people might be frozen during the seizure and may not be able to respond to others. They are brief and can last either a few seconds or up to two minutes. After the seizure ends, some people may or may not be able to remember what happened during the seizure. It just depends on the intensity of the seizure. Focal aware seizures can be mistaken for other medical conditions. For example, I experience tingling and numbness on my left leg, my left side of my face, or sometimes my left arm. This can happen because of the abnormal misfiring on the right side of my brain. Although some people who experience tingling or numbness like that, they might think it's from a pinched nerve or even from migraines. 
I mean, would someone think that the tingling or numbness feeling is from a seizure and it's coming from the brain? In the past, I didn't. It's crazy to question that the tingling feeling could be a symptom from a seizure. Another mistaken health condition is hallucinating, meaning someone can experience different smells, visions, tastes, or sounds. But people with epilepsy go through that, and these could be everyday symptoms for some. Now we get to the most interesting symptom of a focal aware seizure. Have you heard of a deja vu? I'm sure you have. 70% of the population have experienced some type of deja vu. Deja vu is a French word, and the official definition of a deja vu means already seen. If you don't know what a deja vu is, here is an example from the movie The Matrix. In the Matrix movie, there is a scene when Neo, played by actor Keanu Reeves, sees a black cat walk by. Then it is followed by another black cat that walks and acts in the same way. He says, oh, deja vu. And the crew freaks out and says a deja vu is a glitch in the Matrix. Okay, well, I look at a deja vu as a glitch in the brain. A deja vu is this overwhelming feeling of familiarity, like you've already experienced it before, like Neo who sees the black cat twice. I'll give you an example of what it feels like for me when I experience a deja vu. I'll be at the beach, taking a walk, and I'll just get this familiar flashback or memory, either from real life or even from a dream sometimes. It feels so bizarre that I've already experienced this memory, and it feels more of an out-of-body experience. The important thing here to know about deja vus is that people who do not have epilepsy, it's not a typical deja vu like Neo from The Matrix, his experience of seeing the same cat twice. It is not like that at all. Like myself and other people with epilepsy, these deja vus are 10 times more extreme and they feel heavy. You feel like you have no control whatsoever. A lot of people with epilepsy may have multiple deja vus daily. Moving on to the second type of focal seizures, the focal onset impaired awareness seizures, aka complex partial seizures. Focal onset impaired awareness is the most common type of seizures in adults with epilepsy. They start on one side of the brain, most often in the temporal lobe or the frontal lobe. The tricky part is that they can also start in other areas in the brain or spread to both sides of the brain as a tonic-clonic seizure does. If you have a focal onset seizure, you may or may not be aware of your surroundings. These seizures will last about 30 seconds to two minutes. Focal onset seizures that come from the frontal lobe tend to be shorter than the seizures coming from the temporal lobe. Before the seizure starts, many people may have an aura. An aura is a warning sign, and these usually happen in a few seconds. Auras can be changes in your vision, strong emotions of fear or anxiety, strange sensations in the body, an unusual taste in the mouth, or even hearing a particular sound. 
An aura for me feels like this overwhelming sense of panic, fear, and anxiety. Sometimes when I have an aura, I won't even have a seizure. But an aura technically is a seizure, even if you don't have the full-blown seizure after, Auras are a type of an electrical signal that is misfiring abnormally. When you do have the seizure after the aura's warning sign, during the seizure you might experience lip smacking, staring, eyes fluttering, picking at clothes, wandering, and maybe becoming unaware of your surroundings. After the seizure, you could be confused and tired. You may or may not remember the seizure at all. It really depends on the intensity of the seizure. Even though I did cover the two main seizure groups and their common seizure types, believe it or not, there are more other types of seizures that are less common. I'll name a few. Under the generalized seizure group, there are atypical absence seizures, which is a type of absence seizure. This means it's different or unusual, and hence the name not typical compared to the absence seizure. These seizures begin in childhood, usually before age six. Under the focal seizure group, there are gelastic and dacristic seizures. These are very interesting and uncommon. Gelastic seizures are called laughing seizures and include bouts of uncontrolled laughing or giggling. Dacristic seizures are when a person makes a crying sound. The laughing or crying emotions are often forced and they can't stop them from happening. They typically occur in infants and children. Lastly, there are febrile seizures, which occur in 2% to 5% of all children around the age of 3 months to 6 years. These seizures happen when the child only has a high fever. I told you there are tons of different types of seizures. If you took notes, I bet you have some ink stains on your hands from all this information. Well, that's it for today's episode about breaking down the different types of seizure groups, generalized and focal seizures, mistaken medical conditions that are associated with these seizure types, what status epilepticus is, what suit up means, and some tips for you when you do witness someone having a tonic-clonic seizure. And remember, if a doctor or someone else says, Grand Mall, I trust you that you will say tonic-clonic. Thank you for tuning in to the Seize Life's Moments podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website, www.seizelifesmoments.com, and review the show notes on today's episode because there are other seizures that I did not mention. If you are enjoying this podcast, please let me know by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. Or if you have any other questions or feedback, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. Until next time, signing off.